Today's Avaz Maseches Chagiga Dav Yudtes, the final dapim pages of our Maseches that take us to the end of Maseches Chagiga, discuss numerous halachot and laws relevant to the area of ritual purity, Tuma and Tahara. As Aliyah Laregel, going up to Yushalayim requires every individual to purify themselves in advance of entering the Temple, the Beit HaMikdash, and offering the sacrifices of the Korbanot. The first halacha is about Netilat Yadaim, purifying one's hands in preparation for various types of sacred and non-sacred eating food categories. The Braita at the end of yesterday's daf, Yerchesim and Beis, states that intention, kavana, is required when one washes their hands in order for them to be pure. The Gemara clarifies that this kavana, this requirement of a person having intention, is really only required when it comes to Sacred foods such as truma, maser, these kinds of foods which require a heightened level of sanctity and caution. And therefore, when one does wash in advance, one needs to actually have in mind that they're washing for that purpose. If one became purified without intent for non-sacred food, that's what the Gemara says is going to be effective. So the first attempted proof to say that this is so, that one does not require intention for purifying one's hands for a non-sacred eating, non-sacred food item, comes from a Mishnah in Masechet Mikvot, the section of Taharot, which is going to be, as we said, the theme of the closing pages of our Masechet. Fifth parak, the sixth Mishnah. When you have a crashing wave that contains 40 sa'ah, which is the minimum required amount for purification of a person's body, someone underneath this wave can be said to have been purified even without intent to have been purified. The water crashes on top of that person and that person has now become pure. The Gemara ends up bringing a different proof, but this fascinating scenario was part of a later discussion in history when Jewish communities, in particular in Europe, would use the rivers and springs to ritually immerse themselves to become pure the question came up what the status of snow would be when it comes to tvila of the entire body and of course the purification of one hands the tila sedaim before various activities the halacha permits dipping one's hands into the sea for example in preparation for eating bread so the mishnah in masechus mikvah seems to address this topic and question directly. It's in the seventh parak, the first mission of the seventh parak, and it says over there that some materials raise the mikvah up to its required fill line of 40 sa'ah. So let's say you had 39 sa'ah inside of the mikvah, and you needed one more, and there was no rain coming down. Take some snow, pack it into the mikvah, or other materials that the mission mentions over there, and it says very clearly that that would work. So Bikiva reported as long as the snow, of course, would add up to 40 sa'ah, would add up to that, that part that's missing. So Rabbi Kiva, the Mishra reported that Rabbi Yishmael argued with him on the use of snow, but the people of the city of Madeba quoted that Rabbi Yishmael himself, told them that they can make a mikvah from snow from the get-go lechachila. The Rishonim of Chachme Ashkenaz debated the application of this Mishra. Some said that the whole permissive case, the heter, is to go into the snow itself, while others held... That's not considered shuvim. Shuvim means where the where the waters or the 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 liquids have been gathered from another place, and they've been brought into one area. It's going to be problematic unless they are together in one. They've been collected into one into one container into one enclosed space. So there, they said that's a problem until the snow melts. The snow has to melt. Then it can be used as a mikvah. Come to Shochan Archim Yerodeah. Simon Reish Aleph. 
Siman Lamet, the laws of Mikvahs, and follows the lenient opinion that Shuvim is only invalidating with water, but a mikvah of snow could be kosher. And the Ramah adds, Mutter Litzbalbo Kamochu, says the Ramah, you can go right into it, but one should be Machmilachachila, strict on the beginning for the snow to melt. And the Mishabura and Siman Kuf Samech, Siv Katanun Ches, says the same halacha by Nathil Sidaim, snow is effective, but only Bishat Tachak. Those who oppose using snow cited Arsuga, which says that one may immerse in a crashing wave, but immersion in the keeping area, which is the air pocket under the wave falls it's not effective it's considered as Rashi calls it mikvah shel avir however the Rashin which are the edges of the waves this part of the wave is going to be kosher for tefillah so snow according to this one understanding is not really considered immersion because each snowflake is a separate identity it's not considered attached to the ground at all causing there to be only a measurement of the snow that's directly on top of the ground floor fascinating differentiation between snow and water all the particles of water are considered as one but snowflakes retain their individual identity powerful symbol for our personal growth that requires a flexion Hashem's gift each of us is a unique creation but also part of the Am attachment which comes to all of the Jewish nation